let's talk about it. Welcome back to Thick Radio, the podcast where we talk about gaming and everything in its orbit. I'm James. And I'm Tim, so let's get into it. Today we are joined by a special guest. Today we've got Monty. Hi, guys. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on. <laughs> of course. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Uh, I kind of regret saying I would get up at 10 a.m., but I am here. <laughs> uh, yeah, just tired, but I'm ready to talk about it. It can be hard when people live in multiple time zones because you know you're on you said that you're on the west coast i'm on the east coast and then james is in london so like uh, it can be difficult to coordinate schedules sometimes <laughs> yeah for sure it's 6 p.m here so i'm like i'm i'm thinking about dinner <laughs> i'm barely thinking about breakfast so you know the joys of making this shit work but you're here and we're very happy yes. to have you on. we've actually been gunning to have you on for a little while but uh, we had a bit of a backlog to uh you know honoring commitments and getting through to those people first but uh we're here <laughs> entrepreneurship kings so can't complain you know it's uh we want to we, we've always said this we want to have as many diverse and different people on the podcast to really share their thoughts feelings experiences as we possibly can and and that's really what that comes back to but with that said you reached out to us very passionately wanting to speak on a certain subject monty and what what is that subject should we say um that is paid content i'm really keen to dig into this right because like you know i've got a just for fans tim you know you've i think you've now got an only oh yeah Ooh, <laughs> i do congratulations. i do have an only fans um, it's free for anyone that is, you know, worried about, oh God, I can't pay for another one. Mine's totally free because I cannot commit to a posting schedule of any kind. I have an intense job. I have a home, a boyfriend, a dog. Like I have a lot of things to distract me. So, um, charging someone a monthly fee for what could amount to like one photo a month, I couldn't justify. So if you are curious, you can feel free to check it out. Like I said, hundred percent free. Look at me up, Thicky Mouse. So. there you go i uh shan't give the details for mine because i can't be asked uh but monty since since we're in the process of determining and discerning uh paid content what 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 are you charging kids what are you, what are you charging the people <laughs> so originally i started my only fans um off of my tiktok i amassed like a small following non-gainer related um so originally I was charging around $15 and I was posting almost every single day with non-gainer related content. Then as one does, you start to get a little bit bigger in all areas. Um, and I slowly transitioned that content into gainer content. And I'm like, well, I already got followers like on Tumblr and Instagram for gaining. And it's just like, people have been asking for, you know, custom videos. So I was just like, all right, um, I guess I'll do gaining content. And since it's a smaller community, um, I don't want to upcharge like some people do. And I, I moved it down to $10. Um, and that's my current price of admission, as you will right now. <laughs> I love that. Not low-key shading people, not upcharging <laughs> like <laughs> people do. Ah! <laughs> it's uh, well, you know, the way that I look at it, because I, I am a member, I mean, like I'm subscribed to a few people and... You know, I, I like I said, I know that life schedules can be hectic, but like if you're going to charge me twenty five dollars a month, 
I would hope you're going to give me more than just a couple of seconds worth of a video and like one photo, <laughs> like, definitely. you know, just as a little, little more effort. I don't care if it's you in the bathroom, as long as it's like a little bit more than that. Yeah. You know, I think we've had this conversation, I think before where uh, there, there are individuals where you can simply say uh, price of admission does not necessarily correlate to the content that you receive. And I think it's still a relatively new thing that we do in this community in terms of aligning gaining with sex work. Um, how do you define the cost of something? How do you define the value of the dollar? How do you do how do you do that? Because of course everyone has different interpretations of that, everyone has different comfort levels, and it's a big conversation. So to be fair, whatever we say today, yes, between <laughs> the three of us, we're sharing with people these are our perspectives. This is not the final answer on anything. And you may be listening and having a very different thought and feeling on that matter. We would encourage you, engage with us, interact with us, talk to the people in your life about this, because we're never going to like, I don't know, move forward with the conversation if people aren't talking, you know? So I just had a thought, right? Okay. So I don't charge anything. So that doesn't really make me a sex worker. Does that just make me a slut? Because I'm just putting it out there for free. <laughs> I am I'm not the person to ask about that. I Because <laughs> I was like, wait, because uh, when you guys were talking, I was like, oh, am I technically a sex worker now? I'm like, no, wait a minute. You don't make any money off of it. I'm like, oh, shit, I'm just slutty. <laughs> I mean, I would ch I would personally tell you as a slut, but you didn't need fans for me to call you a slut. That was just See, I try so hard not to be one, and then I just fall right into these traps where I. <laughs> it's, it's like that little Britain video. Where it's like at that moment, all of my clothes fell off. <laughs> I presently slipped on a banana peel, and I found myself with my ass in the air butthole spread open, erect penis falling inside of my rectum. It's simply coincidental. It's nothing nothing planned of the sort. Tends to be. Um, but no, any sex workers or uh, verified sluts listening who would like to email us at thethickradio at gmail.com who can verify whether or not Tim is in fact a slut or a sex worker, please. You're inviting the general public to judge <laughs> whether or not I'm a slut. You should do a poll. Verified <laughs> sluts. <laughs> Verified sluts and sex workers only. Email me <laughs> It's a slut. We'd like to know. Lying He's just giving the people what they want. It's fine. <laughs> Amen and hallelujah to that. But we are talking and focusing about you, Monty, because for the listeners, how old are you? I am 21 as a this past january so oh, 21 and a half baby youngin <laughs> obviously there are people of all ages within the community who create paid content not everyone does it no one is of course obliged or has to do it but varying amounts of people in different age brackets have it though i would argue the largest cohort of that is probably skewed towards your end of the spectrum people who are in their early to mid 20s creating paid content so focusing on that what in your perspective has kind of led to people in your age bracket being so vociferous and so persistent in their pursuit of creating paid content? Yeah. Um, so I just want to start off with gaining is expensive. Um, you know, for someone who is a going through college, B just getting out of high school and they're really trying to, you know, pack on the pounds, gaining can be expensive. You know, you gotta, you have food, you have, 
clothing. Um, you know, if you want outfits, you got to buy extra outfits. Um, if you're like specific stuff. Um, and then, you know, along with that, you have a lot of, um, followers saying like, oh, you know, just like, just go all in, get bigger, get bigger, um, outgrow all your clothes. And then you're just like, well, I already have all of the expenses, like college living, all of that. And then on top of that, you're paying for extra food and more clothing. Um, so I feel a real reason that people my age are doing paid platforms is to make gaining easier and more more affordable. I'm trying to cater towards people's specific kinks within gaining, and I don't do all of them, but um, I try to appease the masses, if you will. Mm. Um, but in the end, uh, yeah, it just, it makes gaining easier. Um, and you're also, you know, giving people what they want if they want to see you specifically gain and uh, a buttload of other stuff understandable when tim and i were doing a, a series of vignettes you could say for our patreon when that was up you know we were oh, just yeah. the types of things we could do and yep. him who despite being a verified slut uh <laughs> very vocal in his not wanting to do m oh yeah that was the one thing i was like no i I'm, I've, I've been hit up for it way too much i'm sorry that was the one thing i was like i'm not doing any more uh, m preg roleplay yeah yeah but Kind of taking it back a half a step, you know, gaining period, like how did you, how did you personally come to discover your desires for gaining? How did you come to find the community? Tell us a little bit about that. Um, I feel like a broken record or it sounds like a broken record where, you know, kids are in their rooms with really big clothes and just stuffing pillows into their shirts. Um, and it's something that I've known I've always been like, kind of focused on um just like seeing boys when I was discovering my sexuality I'm like they're cute and then on the other end of the spectrum I'm like they're still cute but I'm more attracted to this and um I searched up teen boys who want to get fat on the internet and you know this opened up a whole world of just amazing things um and I can specifically remember I don't know if you uh guys follow him his his name is bellyboy19909 uh, he goes by Drake yeah. and uh, oh, yeah, yeah. idol, absolute idol. Um, I remember just like binge watching his YouTube videos when I was in high school and just being like, I need to do that for myself. And um, he also kind of paved the way into, you know, Grammar and the communities on Instagram and Tumblr. Um, and that took me off the computer and into social media apps. Nice. I'm always envious of you, you younger ones that grew up with all this in like, you know, high school, because I did not, I had my imagination. That was all I had. Like I had no way of accessing this stuff in high school because, you know, um, yeah, the internet was around, but it was expensive You know, it was dial up. Most people didn't have it. So I would just have to like try to steal glances of the chubbier boys in gym class <laughs> and then go home and spank it to my imagination. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's like I said before, like I was like 12, 13, like when I was searching the term teens who want to be fat, like huh? clearly there was some nugget, some kernel of something in my tween brain that already knew deep down, like I know what this is and I know what I want. I just need to see it manifest. 
And then when you see it in front of you for the first time, it is life changing, you know? So it's courtesy of uh, like early 2000s shit internet that like I figured out who I was a little bit sooner than some other folk have done, you know? Mm. So I don't think we can ever really like begrudge that of people because we all come into understanding it at different times, you know? I am curious to know from your perspective, what what social constructs define this new generation of gainers, people around your age bracket? That is a very good question. Um, you know, obviously I can't speak for everybody when I'm talking about my generation. Um, I, the main thing that I have kind of experienced and have witnessed throughout the community with my generation on the variety of social media apps is it, it's more, um, it's openness to learn about like new kinks or kinks within the gaming community. Um, you know, we, I like to pride myself on not kink shaming. I mean, I can't really do that because I make paid content. Um, you know, people message me for different stuff all the time. Um, but it's the inclusivity um, that really makes me proud of my generation in the gaining culture. Um, you know, it's all walks of life, you know, race, sex, religion, it's, it doesn't matter. It's like, we are into people getting fat. And if you getting fat turns us on, then we're going to follow you or just to follow you to be friends in general. Um, and I think it's really great. I mean, even since, you know, we grew up with social media and the internet straight out of the bat, like you kind of have to learn to be more inclusive. And I feel like that's just transferred on to the gaining community. Yeah. I noticed that uh, you guys don't take much guff either. It's just like, no, you know, because, <laughs> uh, you know, my generation, the older millennials, like we, so like when we were 18, there was a lot of shit going on in the world. We went to war, 9-11 happened. Like we yep. were just sort of like, I guess we, we kind of felt like we were being pulled in so many different directions that we just kind of like, okay, yeah, we'll go along with it. I don't like it, but I'll go along with it. And then you guys are just like, no, fuck that. We're not doing that anymore. Screw this. Yeah. It needs to change. No, definitely. I mean, just like what we have kind of grown up with in terms of, you know, I can't speak for, you know, other countries, but in the U.S. alone, just dealing with all of this crap, um, you know, it's just racial injustice, the homophobia, the transphobia, it's, we see it every single day on the internet, and we've, we haven't become desensitized to it, and instead we've looked at it, and we said, that sucks, and when anybody says anything different, you know, we're either A, going to have a conversation with them if they're just not knowing what's going on, or B, if they're being rude, you're going to get torn down. And we're not taking shit anymore. <laughs> it's done. That's good. And I mean, I know uh, Tim thinks of himself as an older millennial. I guess that makes me a younger millennial. But like, what, what would define my bracket of the generation? Uh, a love of Captain Planet uh roar means i love you and dinosaur and probably just like burnout like yeah. i think what you were talking about monty with this like how your generation doesn't give a shit y'all will fight back i think the bubble burst at some stage and my generation bracket in particular happened just before the bubble burst so i think i knew a lot of people growing up who got burnt out real quick real easy because mm -hmm. You feel a lot of the injustice, you feel a lot of that emotion, and then just oh so quickly people just find themselves unable to do much of anything about it. It all becomes very overwhelming. And I know I feel that a lot of the time. So 
maybe generational relations has something to say about that you know depending on the generation you belong to really does determine in some way how you might emotionally respond to certain things but for sure i mean like now since everybody and their grandma has an instagram um it makes it so much more easier to speak out against something or speak with someone on something um so I, I agree with you, James. Um, it's there was kind of a burnout with millennials, but then in recent years with you know the Black Lives Matter movement and Ukraine, a lot of people have gotten back into it. And I'm not saying like Gen Z started it, obviously not. So many generations before us have paved the way. Um, but a lot of older generations, like even my mom, she saw me going to a Black Lives Matter rally, and she's just like. I'm going to do that. But the difference is I live on the West coast and she lives in the middle of America and, you know, it's harder for that, them to do that. Um, but you know, if you've got a social media, you have a voice. So. I mean, that's certainly something Tim and I have always said, you know, we respect the fact that we have platforms and what we say carries weight to certain people. So therefore it is important to speak out on certain subjects and it's important to, to do that kind of stuff. Um, I am curious to ask, you know, how do you conduct yourself from a creator's perspective on paid content? Like, how do you, Monty, decide this is what I'm going to make, this is what I'm going to charge? Like, you know, I think anyone who says, oh, I want to make content has all these, like, background questions that they want to, like, ask and, like, muddle through, right? For sure. Basically, I want to ask, how do you do that? Mm -hmm. So originally, since I started my OnlyFans off of TikTok, it was more just like, oh, I can just post a shirtless photo here, or I can post a naked photo here, and people are going to like it, yada, yada, yada. Um, But with gaining content, it's like, if you're going to post the same thing over and over and over again, people aren't going to stay subscribed. People aren't going to, like, mention you to other people. Um, And a lot of people which is really unfortunate on, you know, like Tumblr, uh, not TikTok, I'm not on Gainer Talk just yet. Um, Tumblr, Instagram, Grammar, all they post is advertisements for their paid content. And yeah, yeah, I see that a lot. I am just like, it's like floods my my social media. I'm like, this sucks. and so when I saw that, and like, I, I'm not saying that I don't do that, but I do it more periodically. I try to make sure that I am catering to all of my social media outlets. Like I'm going to post a photo here. I'm going to post a video here. It doesn't have to have a link to it. And it, it doesn't always have to have a link to it. Um, and then there are times where, you know, I spend like five hours making a video. Of course, I'm going to be like, hey guys, just so you know, there's a new video up. I'm not going to like, push it on all of my social media apps. I'll maybe post it on Twitter or one on Tumblr. Um, and so that's kind definitely of like- Definitely not on Grammar. <laughs> definitely not on Grammar because- Sorry, I had to get that dick in there because they, no. they, they, oh God, they, I remember when they cracked down on that. They were like, everybody stop posting about your fucking paid content. 
Um, yeah, that was that was a sad day, just like the Tumblr purge. But I digress. Oh my god! Um, do you remember back in the day when you would truly just be like on Tumblr, and like there's a Pokemon meme post followed by like truly some chick getting absolutely railed, followed by like someone doing some weird scientific deep dive with like some weird like amorphous video of like a limb being ripped off but the video is talking about like ligaments joining the shoulder <laughs> bones together and then the next post is like i don't know something about like cat memes and you were like this is tumblr and this is life and this is great like i do miss those days um definitely the golden age of social media at that point <laughs> but then you know speaking on paid content mm -hmm. speaking on really any kind of pornographic content the Tumblr purge. I mean, look, listeners, if you're listening to this, I hope to God you are the age who like knows about the Tumblr purge, even if you weren't on Tumblr, because even if you weren't on Tumblr, you were sure as shit still going to Tumblr for your porn, because that mm -hmm. was where you got it. And you got it good for like a good half a decade. It was such a phenomenal time in our world. Mm -hmm. But then they cracked down on it because of porn. And sure, regulations and you know screening out inappropriate things absolutely but their approach to that was basically to nagasaki nuke the whole goddamn thing and then what you're left with is a smoldering pile of crud because even people whose content wouldn't have been considered pornographic still saw the sign and went well guess i've got to move elsewhere now and i'm pretty sure like what was the percentage of like shareholding loss that tumblr lost like it was over 70 percent. huge yeah it's huge yeah. and it's like it is bad like what did you think was going to happen this this also kind of comes back to this thing of like corporate america the corporate world really doesn't understand the power and validity of sex content of any kind they're just like y'all are being horny and if we stop you you'll learn how to be good christian citizens and we'll <laughs> everything the way that we want it to with all of that and it's like the same thing was gonna happen with only fans and i don't give a shit what only fans says only fans is like no that was a misinterpretation of an email we didn't at any point say that we were going to be cutting down on sex content even though there was that report that fully yeah. showed that that's what they were planning on doing yeah. They just yep. caught it in time where they were like, no, yeah. no, 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 no. We're not going to pull a Tumblr because yeah, they were going to lose 90% of their revenue. But then know? they also realized, cause they still lost a good chunk of it anyway, from people who already jumped ship and they went to platforms like just for fans, which is why I signed up for just for fans. Cause I was like, yeah. listen, if they threaten it once, ain't no reason they're not going to go back and do it again. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? We've just seen this with the Supreme court. Like don't ever think the people with the power ain't going to try to pull the rug out from under your feet. You've got to be prepared shit but anyways that's its own conversation on like the wider world treating any kind of sexualized content and how i don't know it feels like sometimes we don't we don't you know, uh, we don't appreciate that enough as individuals like i get it it would be nicer if certain platforms were more yielding to showing more sexualized content but ultimately mm -hmm. you're still on instagram you know, I was going to say, I think it's really interesting in the United States, the way that sex is the number one seller of any product. And yet we act as if we are the most prude nation in the world, because like we, we make hamburgers sexy. Like if you've ever watched an Arby's commercial, they get that guy with that really deep voice to be like, Arby's, we have the meats. And he's always <laughs> describing everything in these really sexual tones. And it's like, okay, if, if we're allowed to sexualize a cheeseburger, 
what is the problem with all the porn on the net? Obviously, like, obviously I've never seen an Arby's commercial, but allow me to give, God. allow me to to give you what I then believe an Arby's commercial sounds like. <clears throat> hey there, welcome to Arby's. Have you got the hunger, the hunger for the meat? Well, let me tell you something. Down here at Arby's, we've got all the meat. We've got your meat burger. We've got your meat double stack burger. We've got your cheese double chicken quarter triple double pound burger. We've got everything. <laughs> Just come on down. Come on down to Arby's and eat. <laughs> You're not wrong. That was, That's pretty um, much an Arby's commercial. How was that? Was that? But then just in the background, just imagine like. And they use that same kind of music, that same like like the cheesy Muzak uh, version of, of like porn music. Mm-hmm. I don't understand America. I really don't because sex is what sells everything here. And then they turn around. They're like, but the children, we can't expose the children. It's definitely like if it's non like stereotypical cishet relationships, then it's going to be looked down on. And <laughs> with the great Tumblr purge, like we lost a lot of good content um, from non cishet people or, you know, just cis gay people. Um I feel like that's why a lot of people actually started an OnlyFans was because of a Tumblr purge and like all of the purging of those websites is because it is such a safer way and more controllable way to make paid content than like, you know, posting it on Pornhub. Um, Because, you know, if you post something on Pornhub, someone can screen record it and then paste it everywhere else. Oh, yeah, um, they had a purge recently. Didn't yeah, they, they cracked. They oh, cracked yeah, down God. on that. And um, that depressed me so much. I'm sorry, but that Pornhub yeah. purge fucking sucked because there are some videos that are literally gone forever. They will never come back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, in, in a sense, it was it was good because they got rid of so much underage stuff. Mm. Um, they did, yeah. But in the grand sense, like I've been searching for this one video that I saw on Pornhub when I was like freshly 18, and I'm like. I will continue to look for it forever. I do the same thing. I do the same thing. I, I scour <laughs> for like a certain video that I'm like, I know I saw this. I've got to find this. It's got to be somewhere. <laughs> I have noticed that this vid has become a repository, like a sort of mm. graveyard for that stuff. I, um, I've, I've talked about this video before, but it was on Pornhub or, oh, or was it on like one of the other like no name porn sites whatever it was it was called they told me to go fuck myself so i did and it's a man who is so large oh i remember this one it's just a video of this man like at crotch level you almost never see his face but he's just like rocking back and forth you can just hear that off the chair just like creaking and he's rocking and it's like his fat pad is so big that as he leans forward his fat surges over the end of his dick and then when he leans back it pulls back so he's wanking himself off with his own fat mm-hmm. and like years ago when i first saw that when people would be like how big do you want to get i didn't know how big i wanted to get <laughs> and then i saw that video and was like uh <laughs> that's how big i want to get it's like the egg timer goes off and he's like yep that's that, it <laughs> that's it i'm done stick a fork in me i'm done because you know what and i always wanted to like rip that video and then do a video of me like mm-hmm. side by side with that person like recreating it all those years later like oh Anyways, listeners, if you know the video, please feel free um, or a link happily. Um, but yeah, what, what did you call the site, Tim? This vid? Yeah, this vid has become a graveyard of all that stuff. There are people and and here's the here's the problematic part about it. It's 
it's stealing content. It is. It's yep. a it's a website that steals content, and you know. I, the moral conundrum that you find yourself in is like you remember these videos and you're like oh my god i thought this was gone forever and now i get to watch it again mm -hmm. but the original person who created it didn't post it here so like morally is this correct is this incorrect like yeah. it's it, you know it, it can be um it can be a little tricky to navigate that and honestly like i feel like that's like one of another reasons why people are using paid content you know um like I said before, it's such a safer way, um, more easily manageable for people to be their own business person and manage what they post. And um, it, I don't know, I, some people see OnlyFans and Patreon as like the end of like free gainer content, but it's like, there will always be people posting free stuff on the internet to get your rocks off. Um, and people who do OnlyFans just like with every other kink every other you know porn site there's gonna be paid for content and doing it individually and not having to use like Pornhub is just an easier way and um I don't know I I look at OnlyFans and I look at Patreon um and then the people who are saying like you know you charge too much or yada 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 but you know you don't have to subscribe to me that's okay. Like if you can't afford it, I'm, I'm sorry. This is what I'm comfortable with charging or, you know, um, but don't come at people and be like, you charge way too much for your videos. You charge way too much to like, see you naked. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> it's me putting my body out there. Um, and so in a sense, yeah, paid content is sex work. If you're doing it like, you know, individually, um, and, you know, I, I remember a conversation I had with someone who was just like, you know, you charge way too much. I give refunds, by the way. Like if people are just like super unhappy with what I post, um, like I will, like you can end up blocking somebody, but it gives them their money back. And that's how I refund. Um, but the only reason I charge how much I do right now to enter is because I have like over 153 videos and photos. Um, so you're getting content. For that 10 bucks that's way more than if you just paid for a 10 dollar video on Pornhub um and then I also sell extra videos like more specific kink related stuff that people want to see um mm. so how I conduct myself within OnlyFans is you know I look at the video I make the video I look at it and I'm like okay what am I comfortable with charging for this video and you know um Sometimes it ranges from, you know, five bucks to $35 if it's like a very long video or very detailed video. Um, and, you know, people will always complain. Um, you can't ever get rid of that. Um, but, you know, I'm sure that if you don't like my content and you think I charge too much, I'm sure there's someone else out there doing the same thing for free. So, yeah, I think it brings up a point in conversation about like, the standard that someone is allowed to apply to themselves versus this assumed cultural standard we would apply to ourselves. Mm. And I think certainly I was on that, on that bandwagon at the start of things when everyone started to make paid content, because prior to that, nobody made paid content. Mm -hmm. Then you've got Tom, Dick and Harry all making bullshit and charging whatever they charge. And of course you're like, well, I get this for free. Why the fuck would you charge this amount of money? This is dumb. Mm -hmm. But you make a fair point. It is ultimately your own body. And 
you know, I would make that assessment as a young person who'd operated online, seen free content for years on end. Mm-hmm. Of course, when I get then thrown with, oh, you have to pay for certain things. It's like, well, I don't want to pay. I used to get it for free. Why should I have to pay? But yeah. then for people like yourself, you didn't have to experience that. You simply came into the environment and said, well, I know my worth. I will pay. And yeah. so maybe there's an argument that says when you get upset that other people are charging money for their content, is that maybe just because you've gone about this for so long because you were led to believe that your content was not good enough that you could charge money for it. Maybe it's not a case of you think that no one should be charging money for their product. It's you feel a sense of sensitivity that you know other people will make money on their product, but deep down you don't believe you will make money on your product. Mm -hmm. Even when I was growing up, like there was still like a crap ton of free content, you know, before the great purges. Um, but there was there was still paid content. Like, yeah, there was you know, clips for sale. Clips for sale. There was stuff on Pornhub that you would have to pay for if you wanted to see something specific. Um, I I agree that it was a lot easily accessible, a lot more easily accessible in the sense that it was free, like on the internet back in those days. But it, it's just the general co- progression of any community and sex. Um, it, you know, like with any type of kink or with porn in general, you know, like. Sure, there's going to be free porn, good for you, good for everybody, but then there's also going to be more specific stuff like gaining um, that you are going to have to pay for if you really want to see it. Um, you know, there's plenty of gainers you can watch, I, I keep reiterating it, but there's plenty of other gainers that you can support and watch that don't charge anything for their content. Um, but you know just don't come at the people who do make paid content because people have been doing that forever since the internet even started. That's fair. So pivoting a little bit here, I'm curious to know, how do you deal with unwanted attention? First of all, I love that question, but I love equating my OnlyFans to a strip club, essentially. Uh, You know, just because you pay the cover fee to go in doesn't mean it's not right to tip. And after you pay that cover fee, you don't get to come in for free, like whenever you want after that. So yeah, I charged $10 for a plethora of content that would take you a month maybe to get through if you are as horny as I am, I guess. I don't know. There's a lot of horn dogs out there, but there have been a lot of people where it's just like, oh, well, I paid X and so I get to see you do Y and Z all the time. Whenever I want, you are at my disposal. And I'm like, that's not how it works. Like, you know, you don't pay an escort like that. You don't get to use them all the time after that. You don't get to you watch a stripper all the time after that. Um, and so I, I've said that on my OnlyFans. It's just like, you know, I, I'm my own person. This is not the only thing I do. It is a side hustle. I have a job. I go to college. Like, um, I'm not at your disposal all the time. I, I check it four or five times a day for messages. And I'm like, Oh, I got a message. Gonna reply as fast as I can. Um, but then there are people who, you know, really just want to have a full blown conversation twenty four seven. It's just like I have to remind them that I have this many more subscribers that I am trying to talk to at the same time. And you know, I get it. You paid for it, um, but it doesn't mean you get unlimited access to my body or my time. Is that something that you list as like one of the features on your Patreon slash OnlyFans? No, I don't. Um, and I mean, you know, I have I have said like on my social media accounts, feel free to DM me 
Like, you know, if you want to talk about like gaining related stuff, I'm not going to get into the nitty gritty of like my gaining, but like, if you want like advice of some sort, or you just want to talk about like, oh, should, should I start, should I start gaining or um, tips and tricks, like perfectly acceptable to message me on, like even just to say, hey, I'm always trying to make new friends, but you know, coming in with onto my paid content platform, and then being like, oh, well, I paid ten dollars. You, you, you need to talk to me all the time. I'm like, well, you didn't even have to pay that ten dollars to talk to me. You know that, right? Um, yeah, she's got an Instagram, kids. Sorry to tell you, I got, I got Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, Grammar. Like, I'm out there. You know, come talk to me if you want. You don't have to pay the money. As a point of query being a younger person how do you find that you converse with older generations like tim for example would you say that he is um he's a he's a millennial would you say he's gen x a baby boomer what generation do you think he's a part of wait before you answer that question (laughs) before you answer that question because okay like i mean i i know that this is a this is a great topic that we've been talking about and i know it's a serious conversation but in the back of my mind this is what keeps happening to me. I keep thinking about like how young you are versus how old I am and like how we handle, like we, how we approach the world. And I'm like, so like, if you are the new and up and coming, like the, the, the star, you know, I'm like the old madam of the brothel, like with the trick hip that is like, you know, always just like, you know how they say, why buy the cow when you can get the milk for free? like I'm just the bucket of milk that's been sitting out so long that it's turning to cheese so (laughs) there's nothing wrong with cheese cheese is great for you cheese is delicious I feel like the old man I mean I swear to god I I feel like I feel like Jinx when she's dressed up like this like the saloon owner (laughs) (laughs) you're not Jinx you're Tempest Azure get it right (laughs) (sighs) But, but go ahead answer the question i just had to let you know what was going on in the back of my head the whole time we've been talking about this um first time messaging like if you're not creepy i'm gonna talk to you no matter what um as long as you're not like instantly sending a dick pic or being like hey sexy how are you like what'd you eat today like i have a partner and it says that on you know my website and my grammar like we're five days away from a one-year anniversary and so the struggle with that is like, you know, I'm, (laughs) I don't want to message the people who instantly open up with, Hey, sexy, how are you doing? Because then it feels like I'm cheating. It's like, um, this is not grammar. This, uh, I mean, this is not grinder. This is Instagram. Um, first of all, (laughs) you live in, let's say New York and I live halfway across the country. It's not like I'm going to go meet up with you. Um, but you know, again, you treat me with kindness, I will treat you with kindness. And I feel like that is a great kind of judgment for all conversations. And with my generation specifically, um, you know, we, you know, gay people are clicky. You guys have told this before, hostess with the mostest, you talked about it. Um, Gay people are clicky inherently, and it sucks. But, you know, as long as there's a few people from each generation trying to bridge that gap, then we're closer to like having a full-fledged community who doesn't care about age. Mm. I think um, it's interesting you mentioned the point about like people messaging you with like, hey, sexy, even though you're in a relationship, like that right there, that's a generational thing. I think Mm. because like it's, 
it's weird. Yeah, it's my generational thing. <laughs> well, no, it's interesting, right? Because like some things like move like forward in like a, a relatively straight line, and then some things like wave and ebb and flow. Like I think mm -hmm. my branch of the millennial generation tends to be more open to polyamory. Mm -hmm. And even more is just like a baseline of expectation. Not that I presume that every person who I speak to who's in a relationship is happy to send dick pics, but I have chatted to many, 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 many men who are in relationships who all send dick pics or belly pics and sexy pics. And that's just by virtue of being in this community. That's just how I think a lot of people have learned to conduct themselves. So I don't think it's wrong, obviously, that you have a more monogamous standpoint towards your relationship and your desire for gains. But, you know, obviously that's like a difference of expectation walking into a conversation that both sides should be aware of. Not everyone who someone of my bandwidth is going to talk to is going to be open to that kind of language or tone of conversation. And similarly for yourself, not everyone who's approaching you in that kind of a way is doing so because they're looking to like develop the same kind of like monogamous, like intrinsic uh, closeness that you might have with your boyfriend. So, you know, it's interesting. Those are like moments and ebbs and flows and like cultural understanding and like innate approach that more of us should just be aware of there is more under the sun than just who and what we are be open yeah. to that and adapt when yeah <laughs> when when conversation demands um i'm curious we've talked a little bit about you know twitter and tumblr and instagram and mm -hmm. all those other kind of platforms but you know for your generation how do you feel like these non-gainer specific platforms and the community there within differs mm. from gainer specific platforms like your grokios your beefy frat etc cetera, etc cetera. how do you feel like they differ oh God. i mean i don't mean to hark on grammar but like it is not user friendly at all um i mean especially if there is like uh someone from the baby boomer generation just trying to get into the community and like looking at grammar it's like, why do I feel like I'm typing on AOL? Why can't I, <laughs> why can't I do specific things on grammar, but then, you know, you can do them on Instagram. And I feel like that's one of the main faults of grammar and why they don't have as many people as like, you know, Tumblr or Instagram or Twitter is because they're just not, it's just not user-friendly. Um, they refuse to evolve. They're exactly. not evolving. They just will not evolve that format. They, mm. They've just decided to cookie cutter it for four other websites and said, this is it. And I mean, you know, congrats on someone making, you know, a platform for gainers to be able to do that. But then I look at Grammar and I'm like, is this Grindr? Like it, all of my messages, that's why like if like you were to look at my Grammar messages, almost all of them are unopened because it's like, hey sexy or coming in with a, a picture and I'm like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna open that I don't wanna I don't wanna know what that is um and then there's like Instagram and Tumblr where it's much more community centered um you know like I I haven't been to a gainer event so I don't know like using grammar as a means of hosting events I don't know if it's much easier than using like Instagram or Tumblr but well, it's, I would say that it's more because you're, you're, you're getting your target audience yeah. because unless your Instagram is, is like, if your followship is not like a hundred percent gainers, like if it's a, you know, sort of mixed mm -hmm. bag, you might not reach your target audience the way that you mm -hmm. would on Grammar. Monty, thank you so much for being on. This has been an absolute uh, rip roaring pleasure. Uh, where can people find you online? 
Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, Grammar. Um, don't know if you want me to go into all the specific names, but I mean, I'll message you if you need. <laughs> I, I would presume that's how people <laughs> would look to find you. They're like, he's on here. I don't know what he's called. Uh, um, let me look at it. <laughs> okay, so Instagram, Cub2001. Uh, Tumblr is Cub2001. Uh, Twitter is Chubby20s, all one word. And then let's see, Grokio. I think it might be Cub2001. Cup 2001. <laughs> there we go. Well, listen, that's it for another exciting week here on Thick Radio. Please remember to like and subscribe, rate us five stars, and leave a good review. If you like this episode, the podcast, or just us in general, share it with your friends and encourage them to tune in. You can find me on Instagram and beefyfrat at Stanham. And you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, and Beefy Frat at Thicky Mouse. You can also look us up on TikTok at Thick Radio or our website, www.podpage.com forward slash Thick Radio. And if you want to submit any questions or ideas for episodes, you can reach us at thethickradio at gmail.com. So until next time, bye fats. Bye fat. Bye. Let's talk about it. Radio is a Patreon and Enter app podcast produced by Stan and Dickie Mouse. Next and Masterclass Stan. Our artwork is provided by Lokitu. Our theme song is provided by Spotify Training.